songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Bar. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks, the crazy edition. This is Betsy Stover. <laughs> and I'm Amanda Allen. And this episode, we are joined by a very funny actor and writer and author of the book Daddy Drinks. Mm-hmm. Henry- Henry Dittman. Hey, ladies. Hey. Oh, now I feel now I feel like now I'm worried. I'm too hot. Am I too hot? <laughs> Maybe. No, I think I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you got to do when you get introed on a show is just immediately start asking technical questions. It's fascinating for the listener. Am I hot? Am I not? Now, are you ladies? Are you ladies drinking? Oh, seltzer. I'm drinking seltzer right oh, now. Sure. I, oh, let's just say that's what I'm drinking too. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's in a can with a koozie wrapped around it, and we'll call it seltzer. Yeah. 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 It's Friday. It's the end of the week. It's mm. sure. Is that what it is? I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it has no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> hey, so I have three kids. They're all boys. What? Uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? You're a hero. You are a hero. Well, thanks. Um, they are four, seven until Tuesday. Ooh, congratulations. Nine. You got them through another year. Yes, you lived another year. Nice I mean, job. We'll see. We got to wait till Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Don't jinx it. <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> you yeah. had that skydiving trip on Sunday and I really <laughs> jinxed it. <laughs> so those are my kids. Four, seven, and nine. What do you got, Amanda? Oh, um, I have three kids too. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> I have a, uh. Nine-year-old boy and twin six-year-old girls. Oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why. That is that is the... Oh, oh, am I supposed to do mine? Oh, sure. You can oh, okay. share comments. That's uh, fine. I, you can, you can say a, whatever. Well, I have, a th- I have a six-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son and a vasectomy mm. is my third yeah. child. Yeah. Uh, but that was our big... We have a very... We bought a, a very small house in Burbank because that is what you do. Uh, that's all we could get ourselves into. Um, yeah. And it is a two-bedroom, which means at some point very soon, we're going to have to build onto it or convert the garage or some sort of thing. Um, but uh. the whole time we were pregnant with our second kid, my mother-in-law loved to make the joke, I think there's twins in there. And finally one day I was like, hey, Mary Lou, no one thinks that's funny. No yeah. one's laughing, Mary Lou. No, uh, it's no. the it's the it's the big shocker. You go in. Listen, you you aimed for three. You got three. That's great. But the twins after after the single, that's that's, yeah, a, so that's a shocker. Can it's I just also a... just interject and say, Henry, thank you from another uh, mother speaking on behalf of all mothers. Thank you for coming to the aid of your wife and saying, "Hey, stop saying that. It's not funny." Oh, <laughs> because she couldn't say it. To her own mother. I would have. Yeah. She couldn't say, oh, yeah. Well, uh, she, my, my mother-in-law is so awesome, and I love her very much, and she's oh, very funny and all of that. But uh, we just were like, oh, it's so it's so intense when you're getting ready to have a second kid. Yep. Uh, it, does, it doesn't matter if you have the easiest kid in the world first. You don't – well, now that I'm, I'm going to stop myself. The roughest thing is when you think you have it hard, and then your second kid is harder. <laughs> a worse sleeper or or worse favorite, whatever, because you could have a kid that literally like cuts his own steak at three months and puts himself to bed and washes your car for you. You're still going to think it's tough, right? It's still the adjustment of being a parent. Yeah. Uh, but when the second one is more difficult, man, that's my friends who have had that situation. That's that's brutal. And our second one was easier sleeper. The only thing that he's terrible at is potty training. But I'm starting to hear from people that that's just like boys. We're, boys are dumb. We're dumb. Boys, boys are dumb. He knows how to play with his penis all day long, but he can't figure out how to go in the body. Yeah. Oh my God, the hands in the pants all so day long. much. Oh, you need to go to the bathroom? No. And rough with their penises. It's like, dude, when is that going to hurt you? It's really off-putting. It's like a. He's like in the old school Lollapalooza freak show. Like yanking on his penis. Anyway, I'm sure now no one is listening. So now we can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> that reminds me how lately my kids, everything is sexy. They talk they talk about sexy oh, no. all the time and it's the worst. And it makes Ew. them want to crawl out of our skin. And they'd be like, Ma- mama's got sexy legs. And you're like, no, stop it. First of all, thank you, son. And second yeah. of all, please stop saying that. <laughs> I don't think they really understand what that word means. And so, but I think they like the way we respond, you know, horror. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> they love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how would I respond to that? I might be like, yes, I do. Man, and the other thing is we're all like, I don't know where you land parenting wise, and I'm not going into advice stuff, but like, we're very much trying to not discourage them in the same way that I, as a military kid, was literally discouraged of everything in my life so it's not like you want to be like don't say that and shame them about like we're trying not to shame them about their their sexual identity and i remember when we found out we were having a girl the way that the mis like the misogyny came out Mm. of dudes like better get a shotgun you know but when i had my son it was like oh he's a lady killer so we're trying like i want my daughter to have like a healthy sex life and be like you know, a healthy person, not have shame around things, but man, it's tricky when you start getting into the like, oh man, I don't, I don't, how do I tell them not to use the word sexy without somehow (laughs) (laughs) explaining to them what sex is? Yes. That's the other thing. How do you explain what sexy is? Oh God. I don't know. But, oh my God, Henry, I'm right there with you. Like, uh, I came from, I come from a religious background and there was definitely lots of shame in, about bodies and, you know, sex and all of that. Everything's dirty. It's hard to know. Everything is so dirty. What to say or how to say it that won't (laughs) fuck them up the way you were fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my, my wife and I had a, a, my wife loves to hit me with philosophical questions like five minutes before bedtime. It's pretty great. Uh, and last night's was in the realm of like, are we fucking up our kids? Um, (laughs) it's like, are you joking? Uh, but I think, but, but by the end of the conversation, I said, someone I read years and years ago was like, Hey, you're there. You're with them. You're spending time with them. So it's all good. And also we're all fucking up our kids. Yeah. (laughs) We are actively, they are all, it's just that our, my parents' generation was the generation of nothing was really their fault. Mm -hmm. And if something, if a kid did something great, they were great parents. And if there was anything wrong personality wise, well, they just came into the world with that. They just came in like that. That's just, you get, sometimes you just get what you get. And so I think we're far more, we take more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, we're kind of going, oh my gosh, I can see this behavior in my daughter. And I bet that me doing, having this reaction to being sleep deprived is mm-hmm. why she's got that. And I, I don't think previous generations were doing it. So I think that makes it even kind of tougher because we're like, uh, we're making all these mistakes and whatever. But we're just aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Hyper aware of it. Yeah. There's just yeah. nobody who's perfect. Everybody's got something. I mean, we, we're perfect, the three of us. Um. <laughs> That's kind of the yeah, point of our yeah. show. Is like, it's all a shit show. We're all failing, but we're all failing. So it's okay. Yeah. Yes. Like, no one is perfect at this. Even people who seem really perfect at this aren't. And you know what? Also, if people seem perfect at it, they just haven't gotten to the part where they suck. Yeah. yeah, or they or they still are able to hold up the front. Like, when we had yeah. one, we were able to keep the front up. Yeah. But once we had two, it was like, I'm just letting this, Yeah, I'm letting this like I'm perfect thing go. And like, we, I'm not a guy who airs his stuff on social media. I, I'm a little old school about like, I'm not trying to whine and cry about my life uh, on Facebook for everyone to see. Uh, but there's, there's just no doubt that you, you lose. And I assume with your third kid, then you're really like, oh yeah, you people are lucky I have a robe on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I showed up. That's a- but, but the flip side of all this, right, is that we have better support systems. You know, I remember because my mom at some point I was talking to, like my, my mom's generation, what is that, like in the 70s, you, they all were suffering in silence about being mommies. It was like you that they they had it really legitimately rough. And I've had conversations with her very recently about like, you know, I went to your father and really, I really stated my opinion very clearly, but of course he was going to make the final call. Hmm. And, and I'm just like, man. And she's like, I can't believe how much you play with your kids. And I'm like, my dad probably never played with me, but that was a generational yeah. divide. And now we have, now there aren't women suffering in silence about parenting. Now look, maybe to the other extreme that men and women are complaining so much that people don't want to have kids because all they're hearing about is how terrible it is. I don't know. Yeah. I do think a lot of people, I mean, cause because we have a Facebook group and I hear a lot from the moms in particular in that Facebook group. And there are a lot of people who are still suffering. And a lot of it has to do with 
expectations, you know, cultural oh God, expectations, yes. uh, yeah. heaped on them from maybe their partners. Um, yeah, I mean, people are still in pain, but at oh least my God, it, yes. At least we named the problem that you know. Th- thank you, Betty Friedan. You've you've named the problem. Yeah, I mean, we're we're the people. People are suffering. You just don't have to do it in in silence anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt very isolated when we had our first. That's actually how the book um, that I co-wrote, Daddy Drinks, ended up happening. Was we had our first, and it was a pretty traumatic birth experience. Where um, the next, the day after we got home, I Facebook messaged like five of my buddies, five of my actor buddies, and it became they all had kids that were about nine months to a year older than mine. Oh, and I wanted some advice, and it became a, a thread that if you were up at four o'clock in the morning and you put a question up there within fifteen minutes, three guys were on there doing bits, making jokes, but also being like, "Hey, man, that's normal. Don't freak out." Uh, and I'm I I don't think you had none. I mean, obviously there was no internet forty years ago, but also I just don't think you had the same honesty happening in general. And so I think it was easier to be like, "I've got to be perfect." I think women, especially, I have to put up this perfect June Cleaver image with the apron and the martini for my husband when I when he walks in, uh, mm-hmm. and it just I think it that that is certainly an improvement in the way we communicate about it. I yeah, I think things have have certainly ebbed and flowed and changed and morphed. Uh, I know that moms these days have less uh, family support a lot of the times because we usually all don't live right near our family like maybe previous generations but yeah we do have the internet which is nice and we don't have to well on one hand we don't have to pretend like everything's perfect but on the other hand um our parents didn't really care if they were perfect and they didn't have a ton to compare themselves to they didn't have pinterest or instagram and you know and so the the bar was a little different, you know, they would be like, Lee, go out and, you know, come home when the, the street lights come on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a little different now. No, that's a really good point. And I, and I also want to like, say that I'm not trying to say, oh, women have it much easier than these. <laughs> like, no. where the fuck am I to even say that? But uh, that is a really good point. Like, and I, I think for how much now I'm going to completely disagree with what I said, for how much you have the ability now <laughs> to sort of speak your mind. I also know that you're you're going to get clapped at pretty quickly if you're complaining about parenting by people who can't have kids or like oh, it's yeah. it's it's a difficult time right now to express any dissatisfaction yeah. with things without people climbing down your throat saying how another. dare you yeah. or what aboutism and all that kind of stuff so um yeah well this was great talking to you ladies um i'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> no it's totally true i mean even for mother's day like I feel awkward posting that I have kids sometimes because I know it's such a layered holiday. Yeah. Oh, it's in in both directions, right? People who don't have their moms and people who can't be moms and yeah. Woof. Yeah. Woof, man. Interesting. Yeah. And there was a lot, there was a lot of, I saw a lot of my um, female friends, mommy friends posting on Facebook about um, their husbands kind of blowing it for Mother's Day too. (laughs) I think, I, I think like we really, and believe me, there were I had a lot of opportunities for not all men kind of posts, and I was really proud of myself for just not posting them. Yes, but I think we um, guys are well, we're lazy, and 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 uh, the the specific way in which we're very lazy with Mother's Day is that it's like, babe, you're going to the spa, and I'll see you later. Whereas my wife is like this incredible planner, and that's what this crystallized down to in this one Facebook thread I was reading. And eventually, several moms are all like, my husband hates to plan stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I can plan all these wonderful little events for us to do for uh, for whatever holiday it is, Valentine's Day and Father's Day and all these different things. But for but now he can't send me out to the spa with my girlfriends and he can't think of anything to do. And it's like, oh, man, I feel so busted. Yeah. <laughs> so busted. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm sure that that is what you're talking about. Like there are people who were posting what their Mother's Day was like, knowing that how many people were on the other side of the Internet. Like, I don't know not having that experience or not able to have that experience. It's tough. Hello, everyone. So this week we are sponsored by the meal service uh, plan called Every Plate. And I have to say, Every Plate has been kind of a saving grace. I go online. Um, they have an app, which is very easy to use. You go online and it shows you, they give you like several options for the week and you can choose which 
meal sounds right for your family. And I do like there's a four-person meal or a two-person meal. So you can customize how big it is. So if you're like, my kids are picky eaters, we should just do a two-person meal. Uh, you can do that. If you're like, let's try it, you can do a four-person meal. And I have to say, the meals that I've made, so I do four-person. They send it to you. I've had um, steak with mashed potatoes and fresh vegetables. Um, we've done – oh, one of the best things I've had was they did these um, Korean steak tacos. And they were ridiculous. They were very easy to make. So it took me about 30 minutes. But they were absolutely delicious. When I first read it, I was like, there's no way my kids are going to eat this. Not only did they eat it, but they wanted more. Um, and I also wanted more. And I couldn't – I was like, okay. These – like they were phenomenal. Um, every plate has been very helpful to me during this time because for three nights a week, I don't have to meal plan. They do it all for me. So I go online. I choose my meals. They send me a box. It's great. I get this box in the mail and it's filled with all of the ingredients I need except for like olive oil. Most of the time it's just olive oil. Um, and everything else is there. So I don't have to go grocery shopping. I don't have to worry about, oh, I don't have those things. Like I always have what I need. They give you just the right amount so you're not wasting a lot of extra food. You know you have what you need and you can make fresh meals for your family in under an hour. Most of them are about 30 minutes uh, prep and cook time. You can choose them so they're customizable and it just helps you. Right now, we all need a little help. So I I, uh, I highly recommend Every Plate if you're looking for a way to shake up your weekly meal nights. Um, it's been it's been great for me. So yes, our sponsor this week is Every Plate, and I fully endorse them. Amanda, how was your Mother's Day? Do you want to talk about it at all? Or do well, you wanna, just, why don't you talk I, about what broke you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, because I texted you, it happened oh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, well, for Mother's Day, let's just, I just want to quickly say, my, I got a pool float. Um, nice. And then I got mojitos, like mix and alcohol, like even crushed ice, like a bag Ooh. of like ready. You just like mix it. The mix is there and the rum is there and Ooh. the crushed ice. So I tell you what, Mother's Day was a huge success in my house. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I was like. And then I got a water bottle for my Peloton because I'm a I'm addicted to it. And so yeah. it was like if you were to take three things that are the most me, you got water bottle, mojito, pool float. Let's do it. You know, like it was what, like what, wait, what was the pool float? What was the shape of the pool float? No, it's all right. It was a good pool float. It was fine. Like, but uh, let me talk to you about what happened this week. So, um, I. You know, we since this pandemic, most of my stories are me like crying and saying I can't do it, like I just can't do it because I'm working full time, teaching full time, doing my side businesses that I seem to have too many of, and um, <laughs> on your <laughs> podcast, yeah, that's one of them. It's like, and then like I do voiceovers, and the, you know, it's like one thing after the other where I'm like, what day is it? How is it happening? And then I'm also like the custodian and the cafeteria worker now, and like it's just all these other things. So. I've just been in this like survival mode where um, I am doing the best I can. And I like to tell everybody that I kind of function in that, like, you know, the shrugging emoji lady. Um, That's just me. I'm like, I don't know. I we're just, I guess that's how that's going to work. I guess you're eating ramen for lunch. Like it's just, you know, like I kind of live there and it's been going okay. Um, Most days uh, it's like, wake up, get try to get the kids fed get them clean if i can or dressed if i can or at least beg them to brush their hair if i can um mostly because the girl's hair turns into like um dreadlocks because they get these knots and then they they like to sit on my couch upside down and so their head gets all anyways so (laughs) do they have good weed (laughs) yeah no but i do so But Rebecca so, Rex's head is always like that, and it's uh, and, he, and oh, constantly telling him to brush his hair. Yeah, he gets so it's mad. The worst. But so I um I've been doing all right. Like I kind of have it down, and my husband's also working full time. So we're just kind of like Whoa. two ships in the night, going back and forth. Like tag you're it, tag you're it, 
and uh, it's, here's your worksheets. Let's go in Google Classroom. Okay, you're set up, you're set up. Now you're going to go on Prodigy. You're going to go on Prodigy. You're going to finish that assignment. Okay, I'll see you all in 30 minutes. I'm going on a Zoom call. So then I'm in the middle room on a Zoom call. So one of my daughters, they have this assignment called Flipgrid. And it's like the teacher films herself and is like, I know you all have an imagination. Let's think of ways to show it or something. And then the kids all do <laughs> like <laughs> what a dismissive imitation of your child's teacher. I know. She's like, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Love it. It's so Take terrible. that. Take so that then, American hero. Take that. I know she really <laughs> is. I wish she would. Her voice sounded sort of creepy. Oh, that's she's like the opposite of everything I just portrayed her. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's she's fair. like the smartest, coolest, nicest. Of course she is. Well, so then, <laughs> whatever. So then uh, the kids will, almost, they like film themselves doing a little tiny quick video, uh, like kind of giving back an assignment and they can add graphics to it or do something. So they make a little video and then everybody posts on the video wall and you can see each other's videos. It's pretty cool. So I'm working and then I just hear like hysterical laughter coming from the kitchen <laughs> and oh I come out and I'm like, what's going on? And I look and um, Benny has filled the classroom wall with like 21 different videos <laughs> where she's decided it's like her private YouTube channel. So she's like, hey guys, don't forget to like, comment and share. And <laughs> she's so she's six and she's doing all the, oh and then like other God. videos where she's like, yay. So today is sunny outside and I'm thinking maybe we should go out for a walk. But like, she's just doing a whole show and then figured out how to use graphics. And then she's like, Hey guys, does anybody know how to put like a graphic over my face? Let me know. Get back to you soon. Bye. And then she like turns it off. So there's all these like chat messages on there. And then like <laughs> one other kid posts his oh and it's the right way. And it's like his mom's there and he's like, hi, <laughs> I use my imagination by thinking I'm a bird. And then like he does a graphic or whatever. And then the next like four is Benny being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, I was like, oh God. So I like texted the teacher and was like, I'm sorry about that. I didn't know she was doing that. And she's like, it's totally okay. <laughs> This is also the daughter that will go on and write like long, long paragraphs to the teacher on the classroom page wall where uh, uh, she's like, oh. I miss you very much. And I was happier before. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, so that happens. I go sit back down. The other girl, because they're in separate kindergarten classes. So the other girl has to go to her Zoom class and she's on her Zoom class with her friends. And this year or this week, I feel on it because they do these like scribble drawings and they have to show what they did. And so it's like, don't forget your scribble drawing. We got it this week. So I give her her scribble drawing. I go back. I get on my Zoom call. I'm doing my meeting. So there's like three different Zoom calls happening all at once, whatever. I hear them all talking. I hear at one point, Emmeline, you have to unmute yourself, put your video on. So I go check. All right, video's on. Come back over. Emmeline finishes the call goes and does something else. And then I get a text message from her teacher <laughs> and her teacher's like, Hey, um, <laughs> I'm a little worried about Emily. <laughs> and oh, she was no. like, Oh no. Is she doing anything academic? Because in our, oh. class, like in our zoom class, she said that all she does is watch TV. all day." Oh, <laughs> oh, Oh, Oh boy. It's so mortifying. Uh, yeah, it's mortifying. So I got one kid uh blowing up the wall so it's clear nobody's watching her. I got the yes. other kid being like, We don't do anything all day. We're like fucking Pippi Longstocking and we just run <laughs> rampant. Really nice Pippi Longstocking reference, by the way. Oh, I'm one hundred percent with you right now. Yeah. It's like uh, she doesn't have any parents and she's got a horse she, and a monkey. Crazy. And she's got and one sock is down around her ankle and one sock is pulled up to her knee. She's that wacky. That's my kids. That's my girls. And it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> like it's we only so have brutal. one week left. We only have one, one week, week left. left. And so I just wrote back to the teacher and was like, I'm doing the best I can. I throw worksheets at them all day long. They do them real fast, but I can't sit with them and teach them right now. I just can't. Yeah. No, I mean, God, God knows what we're going to do in the fall. If this is the no. plan, like if, and no, we're, I'm I think my wife's had, 
we're gonna all we're gonna all have to do it. Like it's gonna be maybe a way that somebody is making their side hustle is gonna be if they're a teacher who's willing to yes. do this sort of thing, like on Zooms as a yeah. tutor. Yeah. Um, but I I really don't know how we how we maintain it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, we only have a, a six year old. We only have a kindergartner, and our son is not in school yet, and won't be if he doesn't get potty trained. I mean, I guess that's mm. the flip side of that. Uh, and she's been doing very well, but we're starting to see it wear on her. The like, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. And today she had what was at the end of her Zoom call with her class, or I guess it's a Google Classroom or whatever. Um, they were like, "All right, so this is our last Google Classroom, and we'll have a couple of Zooms, or whatever." And I noticed about twenty minutes later, she was getting really feisty, and I kind of just got down on one knee next to her and was like, "Honey, what's going on? What do you need me? What's happening? What are you feeling right now?" And she just started to cry, and she said, "I'm just yeah. sad. I don't want my school to be over, and I haven't seen my teachers." And then I started to cry, and yeah. was like, "We didn't want it to be like this for you, babe. This isn't normal." And then my wife, like, my Aww. wife comes in, she's crying. What are you guys crying about? And our three-year-old is pulling on his dick. Oh, great. <laughs> he was not crying. He was not crying. He was he wasn't really pulling on his dick, but he was like, he's just, just standing there with his actually sucking his thumb with his finger up his nose, just looking at us like, what's wrong with you guys? We're in the existential crisis, son. And we don't know how we're gonna maintain this. Betsy, what's been going on with you this week? Well, uh well, it's funny, some some of what you were saying really resonated. We were taking a walk the other day and uh the uh, Ajax, who's seven, Ajax was like, I miss, I miss school. And I was like, Oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. He's like, I miss stuff that I didn't that I don't even like. Aww. And I was like, Oh, God. So we and so we all kind of talked about that. And my nine year old, um, he was like, Yeah, I feel the same way. I miss Bussy. Who, and Bussy is his terrible um, <laughs> bus driver who the whole family Bussie hates. Bussy the bus driver? That's her nickname is Bussy because she's like a bossy bus driver. Well, that's creative. And, and he was like, yeah, I even miss Bussy. And we all had a good laugh. But yeah, uh, the kids are, are really definitely hitting a wall. They miss life. Um, and it's really hard to... Like... Uh-oh. Oh. oh, no, I just... See, you okay. just broke you just shut, you just like <laughs> oh no turned off out of nowhere right. you were like and then i like <laughs> and then i you, you had an awakenings moment where you were just like gung gung <laughs> <laughs> okay so last summer i bought this um big like eight foot wide oh. pool like a, it's like a, a it's like a baby pool on steroids and yeah I had it. I, I bought it, and you talking about the like, Intex? Are you talking about the Intex Easy Set with the inflatable yeah. ring on top and the <laughs> and the A or C cartridge filter on it? You talking about that one? Why? Yes, I am. No, oh, it's good. It's good. It's a good start. So, <laughs> so I bought it, and I did all this research because that's my jam. Uh-huh. And I and then Ari was like, "You send that right back." Oh, it's a death trap. Everyone will die. So what? I was like, razzle, frazzle. So I sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when I bought it, it was like 65 bucks, which was pretty good. Um, yeah. So so then, the, so then our fucking neighbors have like family members over constantly, like like 10 family members. Oh, boy. And, um, and they're there like almost every day. Because I guess their their family members don't have a backyard, so they're like, "Come be in our backyard all the fucking time." <sighs> it's fine, I get it. So, but they were I don't. so they had a <laughs> so they had a baby pool, and then a few days days later, they traded it in for like another baby pool um, that was bigger. And I was like, "Ari, I think we should get that baby pool again. You know, the summer's coming. We're not going to be able to go to the beach or anything like that." And he's like, oh, "Okay, fine." Um, and uh, so I buy the pool again. Wait, this- Ari does not talk like that at all. Oh, he doesn't I talk love- like this. No, <laughs> I'm Ari I love. I love. I love your Ari impression. Also, because like all the listeners know how he talks, and He's so it's like so funny. Sadler like- or Waldorf, I can't tell. He's like, okay, I guess you can have the pool. <laughs> he <gets> To be fair, yeah. In real life, he's he's more like a little ferret or like a jack Russell terrier. Oh my god! He's like, <laughs> like yeah, he's, he's cranked full of energy. He is gonna be like, what? <laughs> I think he knows that. I think he knows I call him that. Anyway, oh so the Jack Russell terrier ferret was like, okay. Um, 
And uh, so, but this time it was like a hundred bucks. So that would piss me off um, that I had to spend all this extra money on something I already bought um, and had to send back. Okay. So oh, is it more expensive now because everybody wants above ground pools because everyone is stuck in their yard for the summer? Correct. <laughs> so I get it. So I get it. I fill it in. I fill it up. Um, the kids play in it. They fucking love it. Of course they do. It's a pool and it's oh great. My God. But not only that, like, they loved it. Like, they kept being like, oh, mama, thank you. I knew it was going to be fun, but this is amazing. Like, they were really, like, so happy. And I was just, like, soaking up all this, just these compliments. And, yeah, and all the good and, I told you so's. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, that with my husband, too. Told oh, yeah. you so. Didn't I tell you so? Oh, yeah. We, everyone loves that. Everybody <laughs> loves that I told you so. Feels so good. <laughs> And, and also just from him and from, especially my nine-year-old, it was a lot of like, I didn't know it was going to be this awesome. Yeah. Uh, which really felt great. It's like, yeah, I did fucking research. I'm good at this shit. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it was, it's so rare to ever have gratitude <laughs> yes. um, for shit that I do. So it felt really good to have my, all my kids being like, well, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, mom. Um, and they were so excited and they spent like the whole day in the pool and they actually, and they've used it a lot. In fact, now we had to get like the fucking, uh, filter that you plug in and like little chlorine tablets. And, uh, actually something about this pool that's not great is that, well, first of all, it's 20 inches deep, which is perfect because no one yes. can go in and die. Um, yeah. everyone is safe unless you get like bonked on the head or something, uh, or someone holds you under, you're going to be fine. Um, and, uh, I like that a lot. So anyway, so my four-year-old, though, when he gets in, he can't get out. Someone has to lift him out, which is very sad. And also, so the five-year-old, no matter what happens, he always ends up, if his brothers are in there, screaming. Um, like, screaming. And like laughing screaming or like no. terror screaming? Like, just screaming because he's mad that someone splashed him. Oh, or this makes me feel better about mine screaming because someone has his floaty and uh <laughs> and it got so bad that like he screamed and then a neighbor from some other house oh. like like copied his scream oh <laughs> come on fuck <laughs> you feel, man no i get it because it was neighbor. annoying i was like guys sure, you, can't, but... you can't scream like this it's not pleasant for everyone around us to hear you scream oh, it's for like worst. hours you and really so worried you the... could get a rap sheet with the cops the cops could come to visit if the wrong neighbor calls <laughs> just saying so at some point i have to make kind of a draconian rule uh that if anyone um if anyone makes their brother scream then they have to take an instant timeout. Yeah, oh, that's so if, strong. If he's screaming that's, because uh, of you, uh -huh. even oh. if it was fair, then you still have to get out of the pool. That's my I favorite. I don't. My give favorite a thing. Yeah, really? the pool is the greatest thing in the whole entire world for that reason. Because my kids will listen to me. All I have to say is, "Do it again," and you're out of the pool for five minutes. There you and go. And they're like, "Boop," back to being a good kid. Or yeah, I'm like, "Do it do again," you and you're out for the day. Are you also above ground pool? Or are you a uh, real pool? I got a real pool. Oh, la di da! I'm so fancy and bougie. You're very, you're very fancy. <laughs> I was warned about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ajax had to get kicked out of the pool for five minutes, and you would have thought I had cut his leg off. He was so upset, just wailing. And then at some point, the nine-year-old was like, "How come it's just if he gets upset? What if someone gets me upset and I scream? Are they oh, gonna boy. get kicked?" I was like, "Oh." Fuck! Dang it! He's always like, pit, like, uh, what am I trying to say? He's always like pushing at all the boundaries and trying to find like the little hole, like the little loophole where he can. Ugh. So anyway, so that's what we've had to do, and it's definitely improved. But a lot of times, it's still like just the five-year-old screaming, and it's like, ah, oh, the fucking joy of this pool. Um, and then so our neighbors got another, like a third pool and then at some point recently a fourth different pool came no. so now they so now they have this enormous pool it's like it's like two-thirds larger than our pool um to be fair the there are a hundred people 
there every day but it was really weird it was like are we in a contest that we didn't know we were in um yikes yeah so yeah it's such a game changer the pool the pool is such a game changer and i think everyone will get them because everyone in about three weeks is going to be like what the hell do i do with these kids yeah it's great they just go out there and have fun and you know scream so picture this you're home finishing a glass of wine and just as you're about to pour another it happens the realization you're all out and there's no backup bottle i call that novenophobia the fear of running out of wine well thanks to first leaf i get personalized boxes of wine shipped right to my door like It's kind of the greatest uh, feeling in the world to get a package that's filled with wine. I'm not going to lie. I get lots of things in the mail nowadays, but when it's wine, there's no better package. So here's how you can get an incredible wine package without uh, leaving the comfort of your own home. So start by going online and taking a quick quiz to assess your wine drinking preferences. So... Once you go to firstleaf.com, they'll set you all up. Then Firstleaf will send you six expertly picked bottles of wine based on your answers. Here's the cool part. Firstleaf uses your ratings and feedback. So when you get your wine, you taste it, you're like, I don't know, I didn't really like that one, or I absolutely adored that, or I've never had anything like that, but I want more. They take all that. And they use your ratings and feedback to refine your future shipments. So you just give each bottle a thumbs up or a thumbs down online and First Leaf will take care of the rest. You can also choose what types of wine you want in your next box. First Leaf updates their inventory every single month. So there's always something new to try. So even though the days may seem endless, the months won't because of First Leaf. So subscriptions are super flexible. I can choose, you can choose like whenever you want to have it. If you want to get wine weekly, if you want to get like wine monthly or you can go on First Leaf and figure out how fast you need that wine and they will set it all up and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, which is pretty unique. So if you, if you receive a bottle you don't like or you're not into, First Leaf will cover the cost. So if you get some you don't like, you don't have to pay for that. So Sign up today, get six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping for a year. Go to firstleaf.com slash WMD. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 and free shipping for an entire year. Try firstleaf.com slash WMD. Have you been experiencing stress or anxiety or you have trouble sleeping at least once a week? JK, of course you do, because you're a human being in 2020. Our sponsor this week is Feels. Feels is a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. And what it does is it naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. For the last couple of months, I have had a horrible time getting to sleep or even just feeling relaxed enough to feel sleepy. So I put a few drops of feels under my tongue and I feel a difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is you just have to find your right dose and everyone is different. So you may have to take a little more or a little less just to get the effects that you're after. And if you're new to CBD, feels offers a free CBD hotline and they'll help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, there's no hangover, there's no addiction. So join the Feels community and get Feels delivered directly to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com WMD and you will get half off your first order with free shipping. So that's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash W-M-D to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash W-M-D. Get that CBD! So Henry, please tell us what has broken you. You know what? You know what? In general, I'm a big planner and I don't think I really I thought I was a really free spirited, freewheeling type guy. And I've mm-hmm. really learned that probably 
I set up a bunch of like systems that I adhered to perfectly in my life with great control. And it made me feel very free. Um, for actors, it's sort of like when you get so much direction, you feel free to just like create on camera is not the same thing as having freedom to create on camera. Um, and so I really am a big planner. I'm a big, like, get up in the morning, do all your chores so you can relax, get this done, get that done. And I, um, being a parent is so, none of it is as you plan it. None of it is as you expect it. Um, and I remember so vividly, um, well, first of all, one of my kids on their first birthday was super constipated and like, like three days, hadn't pooped for three days. Um, and so, and we were so worried and it was like 30 minutes away from the birthday party about to start and they wouldn't stop crying and people were about to start showing up and they're on the changing table. Um, and there's like, I need to poop. I need to poop, 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 need poop, need poop. And I looked down and I could see the poop poking out. Oh no. Um, about an inch. And I took a moment and reached mm -hmm. down there and mm -hmm. grabbed it and pulled it out myself. And it was about a six inch poop oh. that I pulled all the way out myself and held up to show the room because I was immediately, obviously incredibly proud of myself. Uh, but, but, um, I always have to tell that story. I can't wait for that kid. I'm trying to stay gender neutral because I don't want, if at some point ever this is being listened to, I want to have some culpable deniability about who I was talking to talking yeah, about, but at it. their, at their wedding, this will, that story will be a part of my toast oh. without a doubt. Oh, no. It is coming. Henry, no. It is fucking coming. Uh, but, but I remember we, we, um, we You'll were having never a have huge... grandchildren, Henry. <laughs> Promise. I want them so bad. I want them so badly. I want my kid, when my kids are like, you want me, I want to be a mommy. I'm like, yeah. And don't wait. Cause daddy's not that young. Um, <laughs> we, we had a, my, my daughter's second Christmas we made a huge plan to host Christmas dinner and we were having a dozen people over. We had family coming in from Las Vegas. We had ordered and we always, we decided to order our Christmas dinner from Hugo's Ooh, and it was like that a, was fancy. a big bird and all the sides and an extra entree and all this stuff. And we were, we'd collected money from family members who were like, what can I bring? We're like, nothing. And they insisted. So we're doing it. We went through this whole rigmarole. So everyone was really invested in it. And 25 minutes before the first guest arrive, I hear my wife in our daughter's room, getting my daughter up from her nap. Um, I just hear, Oh my God. And I come in the room and my daughter has done that kind of vomit that like, you don't know how it wasn't done with a fire hose. Like it's <laughs> oh. just, it's just, and, and like, it's just everywhere and you know, and there, and this was during the, um, um, oh, what was that stomach virus that went around LA a couple of, a rotavirus, oh, yeah. the yeah. rotavirus. Uh, and so at the point where I finally was able, like finally had washed my hands up to my elbows from cleaning the first car arrives and I had to run out to the street. One of the, the first guests had a newborn. <gasps> So I'm like running down the street towards them, waving my arms back and forth. Like I work on an aircraft carrier, like, stop, stop. You've got to get out of here. And the, and the first car was like, what are you talking about? It's going to be fine. I'm like, you got to get out of here. Get out of here. Go back to Shelly's house. Go back and sent them over. And then we had to clean our daughter up, clean the whole house up. This is Christmas day. Um, everything's blown to shit. I then had to cut the entire meal in half because I had eight relatives at a condo in Pasadena starving. Uh -huh. So then I had to drive everything over to Pasadena, load out their meal, then deal with them being like, you're not staying. You're not going to stay with us and visit and have some Christmas. Like, no, no, I'm not. My daughter, like my sweet baby is like sick and my wife is frazzled. And that to me, from that point on, it was like, you know what? I can't plan anything. My great my great fallback of make a perfect plan and everything will work out is now obviously horseshit. Uh, and now I'm a, bro and now I'm a broken man, completely broken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's my story. <laughs> and now, and now our kids get sick now. And it's like, like our son had a fever three weeks ago and we were like, oh fuck. Like, we're like, this is it. He got COVID. He's got it. And right. even then my wife's like, we need to make a game plan before we go to bed. And I'm like, babe, you know, the game plan. We have our systems. Like we know how we know who does what. 
if a kid wakes up with the croup or a fever or throwing up or pooping or whatever, we're, we're gold. We're gold. You're but a team. That, yeah, we're a team. We're a really good team. My, my wife is a badass. My wife is like mm-hmm. really, she's a, she's an amazing wife and mother. Um, and has very effectively taken care of like a whole other slate of things with all of this quarantine stuff going on that she already had her plate full and how she's also handling running the schooling and all that kind of stuff is like, it's beyond me. She's a hero. Mm-hmm. You're real. She's That's hero. awesome for you to yeah. say that. Yeah. I'm sure. No, I'm going to play that part of the podcast for her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this podcast. I did 56 <laughs> minutes and 26 seconds. Got it. Uh, <laughs> all those but that was, that was it for me. And I, and I still have like, I, there's no doubt if I'm getting really real, Early on in parenting, I was trying to, I think I had it in my mind of like, I just got to, if I just work hard enough, I'll get my life back to what it was. If I can just mm-hmm. play catch up enough. And and maybe now with a three-year-old and a six-year-old, we're maybe a couple of years away from like, oh, I could take my kids to the beach reasonably and not have my hand on one of them the whole time for fear they would die in the short right. break. Because this ain't Florida where like no. kid, kids can wade in the water. Every single beach could drown them. <sighs> um, but I kept looking for that early on. Like, how do I, when's the moment where I get to go back to all the things I was doing before? And luckily a fellow dad was like, dude, you're describing a very selfish part of your life, a very self-absorbed, selfish part mm. of your life. And you decided mm. you wanted to be a dad. You just need to get your head wrapped around the fact that that is, that's a long way away from you for you. Yeah. Um, so that, that I was very resistant to that. That's a painful thing to dangle for yourself because it's yeah. probably never gonna really be the same ever. And wouldn't want to. If I'm being like if I'm being really honest, I think yeah. the times that for the first couple of years, and even the first year our son was born, my wife's family lives has this great uh river property up in um up near Syracuse. And every year we would go visit, but then the la- when we start- when we had kids, I couldn't make that trip every year because I'd need to stay home for auditions and jobs and all that kind of stuff. And my wife would take the kids and I would, each year for the first three or four years, I would have one week where it was like, I get a week. I'm going to go surfing every day. I'm going to like <laughs> do work. Sure. Do work on the house, do scraping and painting and stuff. I can't do it with the kids around. But I, every single time I would be like, I'd count it down to that day they leave. And I'd drop him off at the Burbank Bob Hope Airport and I'd walk back to the car and I would cry for like five minutes Aww. and I would be lonely for them the whole time. And I'd be like, Aww. what am I doing? I wanted this time so badly. Now I miss my babies. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think I wouldn't want it to go back to that time, but it didn't change the fact that my, you know, like I said, my planning was my happy place. Yeah. So I always felt like, oh, you know, yeah. if I can just get everything, if I can just get all the laundry done, because I do the laundry, the dishes, the housekeeping, the house maintenance and the lawn. And my wife does all the shopping for us, including Amazon and then does the meals. But I do the dishes and the cleanup and all that after the meals. It's sort of how we've we've found them. And I always mm-hmm. had it in my mind, like, man, if I could just get all this laundry done, yeah. how the fuck is it with kids that you get your laundry done at like 10 a.m. and at 1 p.m. both hampers are overflowing? I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, and I, and early on, I would wear the same shirt for a couple of days, just trying to make just less. Just balance it out. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for anybody. Henry, I, I hear you so much because I am a, I'm a planner. I'm a planner. I'm a prepper. Um, with, before kids, I was all about like planning things out to the last minute, um, leaving, no, you know, always having a B plan and a C plan. And, uh, <sighs> Having, I'm a I'm a control freak, and that has been one of the hardest things about becoming a parent is just relinquishing control over yeah. uh, your own life and all of that. I know yeah. that my control issues come from growing up in a very chaotic household. You said that you grew up in a military family. Yeah, opposite. Your control issues come from same. I mean, from my household still, but it was more of a. Um... Like I, re- I remember my the first words out of my dad's mouth always were, did you clean your room? You know what I mean? Always, did you clean your room? So if I heard that, if I heard the garage door opening, I'd get up and go in my room and look like I was busy. Mm. So that's it. But I also, but I also have to say as a young adult, I started learning about delayed gratification and was like, mm-hmm. oh, like I dig that. You get all your work done right away early, you know, do your bills and your shit when it shows up in the mail, stay ahead of it. Then you never feel behind the eight ball. And also yeah. that would be like, get your place completely clean 
by four or five o'clock, then you can like roll a joint and drink a beer and watch some TV and a movie, have it go out and play because you know you've done your work. Yeah. Um. So so it isn't just like that. My parents put that on me. Parents' work is never done. Yeah. Yeah. It's never done. And on top of that, we made the we did cloth reusable diapers for our first kid. Yeah. On top yeah, of we that, did so too. it's like, yeah. oh, now we're cloth diapering and w- doing wipes and all that other stuff. So it was, yeah. I but I think that's right. I think now listen. Let me say this though. In defense of being a planner, because my wife is a great planner, like when there there is great value for it. Like when you go out to the zoo for the day or you're going to the beach or whatever, oh, the planning yeah. is clutch. Yeah. It's, but it's expect, I think some, one of you said this at the very beginning, like expectations are your great enemy. They're mm-hmm. my great enemy as a parent. I'm, I'm sure they're not, everyone has them, but, mm-hmm. and now it's shined a spotlight for me on my expectations of everything. Like, what are my expectations of what this mother's day is going to look like? I planned all these things. I cooked this meal. Was it really this pleasant thing or did I spend the whole time running around stressed and doing it? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. But the expectations of what everything is going to look like, they, they they ultimately helped me because everyone prepped me so hard for how hard parenting is. No one told me at all about the, the feeling you would have the first time you held your kid. Not one mm-hmm. fucking guy said to me, you have never felt love like you are going to feel Aww. when you hold your baby. No one. Uh, they all were like, oh, it's miserable, man. Kids never sleep. Never going to do anything again. So that was that expectation was a pleasant surprise, but but the the rest of it like every birthday party everything you do it's like is the sooner I can kill my expectations the happier my, my day is. <laughs> Henry, where can people uh, see your work? Find you on social media, that sort of thing. Well, my name is Henry Dittman, and that's all my user handles. But if you're not into kids, oh, you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't into kids. All pretty much everything that I like do Twitter and Instagram and stuff is pictures of my cute kids. Uh, But I'm at Henry Dittman on Twitter and Instagram. My book, Daddy Drinks. If you search "Daddy Drinks" book on Amazon, you will find it. It's me, French Stewart um, from Third Rock, and a couple of my other dad buddies who did a, a a messaging thread and then turned it into a book. And Patrick Duffy's kid is one of the dads who helped us like get it in front of a publisher and they loved it. And I learned you don't make any money publishing books, don't make any, (laughs) make no money, but we have a book and it's a great gift for dads. Uh, I think father, did father's day already happen? Father's day is coming up, right? (laughs) Time didn't happen this year, did it? Is it in March? It happened yet. Your expectations are way too. So that, so that's a great, it's a great father's day gift. You can find it on Amazon. If you tweet at me, I'll help you find the link. Uh, and then other than that, you know, I'm around. If you, if you don't watch commercials or bad television, you're probably not seeing me, <laughs> but I'm out there. <laughs> I'm out there making a living as an actor and as a writer doing dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the show that you wanted to tell people to see? I don't know. Did I say I had a show? I wanted oh, no, to I thought you said there was a show you wanted them to see. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm on, I do, I'm on a hidden camera show right now on Netflix called Prank Encounters, but if. If you're not into the hidden camera genre, it's not for you. But if you're into the hidden camera genre, it's got the kid from Stranger Things is the host, Gaten Matarazzo, and it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's cool. The, the Netflix thing is a is trippy, and we put the show out last October. Instead, of, if you ever watch Hidden Camera, um, typically you like find one person and you kind of convince them that something is true and then you freak them out and then you tell them that it's a lie and they're relieved. Mm -hmm. But this show, and this, but this show was made by the guy who created scare tactics and um, fameless, which I was on and a bunch of other hidden camera shows. And he decided he wanted to do something brand new. So in this show, they start with two different victims. We call them marks Mm -hmm. and they take them in different parts of town. And basically they're, the the lie brings them closer and closer to each other and then they collide with each other and at that point the story goes off the rails and it's all horror themed so like we we so we had an episode um we had an episode last year where like i i was playing in last season uh, where i was playing like a plastic surgeon who had his wife under bandages in a bed in his house because she was a woman I had kidnapped and made to look like my wife. And one Mark thought she was working to help as a doctor's assistant. And the other one thought he was working with a private detective to find the missing woman. And so then they end up together and I'm like killing people with chloroform and hypodermic needles. 
And at the point where they're like standing up going, you will not take this woman out of this house. We'll stop you. We'll stop you. And I'm threatening them with a weapon. In comes the kid from Stranger Things going, you're on my new show, Prank Encounters. Oh, yes. Uh, it's crazy. It's Fucking crazy. Intense. But we, we released, it's intense. We, but, but the way that we come at these shows is to never make a fool of the people that we're pranking. It's never to victimize them. It's always to make them heroes. And it's always, we always play the idiots. So when you're watching it, these people don't ever come across as assholes. Oh, that's good. We're, we're the ones looking to create this fun experience. And my experience on set over and over again was people, they all thought they were going to do one day of work. They all got paid for their one day of work. But when they found out they were on a TV show, they were so thrilled. They were so excited to meet Gaten. We were like, you know, can you hang around a little bit with us while we wrap everything up? They're like, I'll stay as long as you want. You guys doing more episodes? Can I play? I want to be in it. Uh, one of the victims even joined the casting team. They had such a good time. Uh, but but we, we released the show in October of last year. And in the two months bet of between October, like mid-October and the end of the year, so 10 weeks, we were number nine in the United States in Netflix non-scripted shows and number six in the UK for the year. Like in th two cool. months, and if we'd gone all year, I assume we would have beat everyone except for the woman who wants you to um, feel love off of everything in your house before you throw it away. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Wait, Henry, so it's on Netflix. Tell us the name of it one more time. Prank Encounters, like, prank like encounters. A Close Encounters, but Prank Encounters. Nice. Uh, but, I, but I'll say, like, look, full disclaimer, if you're not into, like, hidden camera shows, it might not be your cup of tea, but it's fun, and he's great, and, you know. I'm going to check it out. I like it. Very yeah, cool. I like it. Hey, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review it. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group. Uh, send us your shit shows. And buy some merch. We've got super cool merch. And all of this information is in the description of this episode. Kaka. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842. Well, Henry, you you are doing a great job. Do you know that? You <laughs> <laughs> were great moms. <laughs> You two are great moms. Yeah, and you got three, and you're doing it with three kids. Like, that's Herculean. No, I'm talking about you. That is Herculean. Well, thank you. I'll take it, Henry. Henry, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Amanda, you're, you're doing so a great welcome, job. You're so welcome, Amanda. Hey, Betsy, you're doing a great job. Let's just put that out there. Thank you me. got a pool. You got some, uh, I told you so's. Oh, wait, I forgot. Oh, yeah, you got to love them. After our neighbors got their giant pool and, you know, my kids were like, this is amazing. Thank you, mom. After they got their giant pool, they were like, our pool's so small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering when that was coming, when you said that they got this giant pool. So, and you're like, no. this is the greatest. Oh. You're a hero for a day. And then mm -hmm. what a failure this pool is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, here's, here's the uncomfortable part for the listener. Amanda and Betsy are each other's neighbors. <laughs> so they have been talking about each other this entire time and it's very passive aggressive go back yeah. and listen to the episode it's very passive aggressive it's been very uncomfortable I'm in like, the studio i got a pool float for mother's day so great <laughs> we know it's unicorn shaped we know you never told us the shape of, you never told us the shape of the pool float it's like um you it like has a little headrest and you kind of sit in the water it's got like a net that kind of holds you up and then it has like a foot rest so that you're oh, sort of in and sort of out yes it's a lounger yes cup, cup holder of course nice oh, yeah. Very i know how to do a pool float so <laughs> well you do but it was a mother's day gift your husband might not know well they researched they went on and said what are the best pool floats apparently chelsea handler has it as well so that was enough for them Bloody so, doo -doo. just gonna say Holy that <laughs> i think you can get it at target or wherever pool floats are sold so it's it's there. Um, if uh, if your kids give up your uh, your babysitter cover to their teachers over a Zoom call, Ugh. or uh, you find yourself pulling poop out of the, directly from the source, <laughs> <for Ugh. kids. laughs> slowly, or, so slowly. <laughs> if your kids, I didn't want it to break off. <laughs> your kids are screaming with joy from the tiny, tiny pool. <laughs> next to the giant big neighbors know that you know what you are doing a great job my mommy drinks
My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.